Hello and welcome to another episode of Full Court Finance here at Zach's. I'm your host, Ben Rains. And today we're taking a look at one specifically beaten down tech stock to consider buying ahead of its upcoming earnings release next week. And that stock is Netflix. But before we get into everything, remember to subscribe and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcast. And make sure to check out our zax.com slash promo page for a look in as far as services, portfolios, and more. So before we jump into Netflix, I wanted to quickly just provide a little bit of a market breakdown to give a better sense of possibly what's going on with the first quarter earnings season starting to kick up this week and then looking ahead to Netflix and then the the rollout of more of the big tech companies in the next coming weeks. So Wall Street turned really in the last couple sessions, starting in the middle of last week, turned its focus back to the possibility of much higher interest rates as the Fed is indicating a more hawkish turn to help combat 40-year high inflation. So some the, the Fed minutes released last week indicated the Fed is leaning now towards a 0.5% uh, rate hike. So at their next meeting, while shrinking its balance sheet, the yield on the benchmark 10-year U.S. Treasury is now back up at three-year highs. Uh, at the moment, I'll pull up real fast. It is now at, yeah, 2.77% at the moment. And the market was initially pleased, obviously, by the Fed's decision to lift its core rate by just 0.25%. But the Fed is now opting for that small first hike amid that ongoing uncertainty that caused uh, the Russian that caused by the Russian invasion of Ukraine. But uh, recently released Fed minutes uh, and some comments appear to telegraph much bigger set of hikes to come. For instance, one of the members of the Fed said last week that he thinks the Fed funds rate should probably be at 3.5% right now, not at its current range of 025 to 0.5%. Uh, so the, obviously the need to tamp down 8% inflation amid continued supply chain bottlenecks could be made worse by the renewed COVID lockdowns in China. And the recent market pullback over the last few sessions has the S&P 500 back down below its 200-day moving average, and we saw the NASDAQ last week meet continued resistance at that crucial level. So that said, bond yields are still historically low, and the outlook for S&P 500 earnings, revenue, and margins remain relatively strong despite all of the setbacks. So even with all of these real concerns and rising interest rates, investors in Wall Street might still be chasing returns in stocks. Uh, especially if they're trying to outpace this 8% inflation. So with this in mind, we're going to look at a really beaten down stock that reports its Q1 2022 results on Tuesday, April 19th, so next Tuesday, and that stock is Netflix, with trades in the ticker NFLX for anyone who didn't know that. So Netflix stock has tumbled alongside many growth names since November and in 2022, uh, including a big one-day decline. The big pullback is only part of the reason, though, why the streaming TV stock might be worth buying ahead of its upcoming financial release. So we're going to get into all of that. Uh, the streaming TV pioneer was an early pandemic winner that eventually suffered from a pull forward in users. Netflix also faces increased competition from Disney, Amazon, Apple, HBO Max, and really every other major media company is jumping into this streaming TV world. Luckily, the streaming wars are far from a winner-take-all scenario, uh, as many consumers pay for multiple services given their 
vastly different content libraries. Netflix itself also continues to roll out a diverse array of shows, movies, reality TV shows, uh, and more in the U.S. and around the globe. So they have content for different markets and different regions. Uh, Netflix has also landed deals with plenty of Hollywood giants, both in front of and behind the camera. And those partnerships are highlighting really the slow death of movie theaters besides for these huge blockbusters which have been dominated by Disney properties in the last five or so years, especially in the lead up to COVID and even post COVID. Plus the streaming TV giant is getting into the booming mobile gaming space as well. With that said, the stock has certainly fallen out of favor big time with wall street in the last several months. So the company tumbled 20% in one session after its fourth quarter user figures fell short of estimates and it provided lower than projected user growth for 20 or for Q1. So it forecasts an increase of 2.5 million subscribers in Q1 compared with 4 million a year earlier. It also came in slightly short of it, uh, Wall Street subscriber estimates last quarter, adding 8.3 million subscribers versus 8.5 projection. The company also pointed to, quote, an ongoing COVID overhang as a reason for its subdued growth and guidance and economic difficulties in several parts of the world, including in Latin America. And it's trying to grow in lots of places outside of the United States. Uh, and it was simply always obviously going to be harder to add more users as Netflix has been around for a long time now. And you could say that maybe everyone who's going to have Netflix is already have it, but that certainly is not the case, especially if we look at its growth outlook. We should also note that uh, since its release in January, Netflix raised the price of its monthly plans, the first such increase since uh, 2020. So the cost of its monthly basic plan for U.S. customers rose $1 to about $10, so $9.99, while its standard plan increased from $2.15.49 from $13.99, and its premium plan is up from about $18 to roughly $20. On top of that, the company is also making progress in testing out various options to slowly start charging users who are sharing their accounts with people outside of their households. And this comes after years and years and years of turning a blind eye to broader password sharing. Obviously, the broader premium and uh, larger plans offer the ability to have multiple screens, but they were assuming that people quote, in one family would be sharing it. But sometimes you have people who share their password with lots and lots of people and just aren't, as long as there aren't more than X number of screens watching at the same time, it doesn't prove to be a problem. Netflix is obviously now trying to cut back on this happening, especially as they're clamoring for more user growth. So that could also help out. And the company's also facing increasing pressure from Wall Street, obviously. So this could see them perhaps add an ad-supported free tier to draw in more users. Netflix has said they won't do this. They won't have an ad supported tier, but obviously never say never. And especially if they continue to face slowing user growth and more pressure from Wall Street, they could roll out an ad supported tier. Still with all of these near term setbacks and the slowing growth, the company closed the year with 222 million paid memberships up 9% year over year with revenue up 16%. We also saw Netflix adjusted earnings climb 85% last year with its overall 2021 sales up 19% to about $29.7 billion. 
That said, this marked a pretty big slowdown from the 24% growth it posted in 2020 and the 28% growth it posted in 2019. And then if we look back to 2018 and 2017, in 2016, it was posting around 30 to 35% growth. So obviously not the greatest sign to see this slowdown in user growth to 19%. And then if we look ahead, the company's growth is supposed to be just 12.3% this year on the top line, up to about 33.3 billion with then another 12.3% growth expected in 2023 based on Zach's estimates. So that would see it pull in about 37.5 billion. So obviously that's much lower growth than it's done uh, in the last decade and certainly in the last five or six years, a big slowdown. And this is all coming down to its slowing user growth. So Netflix had averaged about 24% annual user growth from 2016 to 2020, but then just did 9% last year. And then we're going to see obviously a slowdown going forward as well. And then on the bottom line, we're calling for about a 3.2% decline in adjusted earnings in 2022. And then for its adjusted 2023 earnings to come in 31% higher than that, up to about $14.21 per share. In terms of its estimate revisions, uh, obviously, after that Q4 report, it provided subdued guidance. So Wall Street and analysts were forced to lower their estimates for 2022 and 2023 with uh, those down relatively uh, significantly from that, though they've stabilized in the last several months. The stock still does, though, grab a Zach's rank number three hold at the moment with some of its earnings estimate revision activity stagnating recently. And we should also note that the company has pretty easily beaten our consensus earnings estimates in three out of the last four quarters, including a big beat in Q4, which obviously didn't matter since they were all looking at the user growth, which is how the stock has trend, t- tended, excuse me, tended to trade over the last several years and even the last decade. It's all about that user growth, which is obviously why the stock plummeted in January on that slowing user growth. So then in terms of the stock price movement, Netflix is down 12% now in the last two years, around 12%. And as of Monday morning, the stock was trading about 50% below its November records of around $700 a share. It's trading currently at around $350 per share. And it was down about 2% uh, last time I looked Monday morning, which is coming along the broader market's decline with the NASDAQ down around 1.8% the last time I looked as well. So nothing crazy compared to what the broader market is doing. So if we look back over the last five years, Netflix stock is still up about 145%, but its current levels, you could scoop it up at uh, prices it was trading at at various points in 2018 and 2019. So the the stock has pulled back and lost all of its gains from COVID, even though it was trading at fresh records just back in November. It's now down 50% since then. Wall Street has become a little less bullish on the stock as well over the last three months. So we now have about half of our brokerage recommendations coming in at strong buys. So we have 15 strong buys, 12 holds, and then one strong sell. And those figures looked a little bit more strong just several months ago, but still nothing crazy in terms of more brokerage recommendations coming in at sell. So we still have most of them uh, coming in at strong buys or a hold with only one either sell or sell, strong sell. Uh, and then amid all of this, amid the big pullback, its co-CEO, Reed Hastings, bought $20 million worth of Netflix stock after that big January drop. We also saw Bill Ackman in his hedge fund acquire about 3.1 million shares of Netflix. 
after that big drop. So people jumped in on a stock that they thought was uh, pretty discounted. And then if we look at its valuation, that certainly is the case. So Netflix is trading at 30.2 times forward 12-month earnings, which uh, marks a massive discount to where it's traded at for most of the last five years. Over the last five years, it traded as high as 162 times forward 12-month earnings in the last year or so. It's traded as high as about 60s or 70 levels. So it's now down to 30.2 times forward 12-month earnings which is much closer to the likes of Disney, which is trading at about 25.2 times forward 12-month earnings. So much more reasonable valuation levels considering this massive pullback, which makes sense, especially with these rising interest rates. Investors aren't going to be willing to pay up, especially with the slowing user growth as well. So with this all in mind, the company's balance sheet is not as strong as you would hope, especially with its current liabilities uh, slightly higher than its current assets. That said, its total assets of about $45 billion do outweigh significantly. Its total liability is about $28.7, and it's, it's still dealt with some struggles with just spending so much on content to be competitive. The company said last quarter that, quote, we anticipate being free cash flow positive for the full year of 2022 and beyond. As a reminder, we prioritize our cash to reinvest in our core business and to fund new growth opportunities like gaming, followed by selective acquisitions. We're also targeting 10 to 15 billion of gross debt. We finished Q4 with gross debt of 15.5 billion and will pay down about 700 million of our senior notes due in the first quarter of 2022. After satisfying the uses of cash, excess cash above our minimum cash level will be returned to shareholders via buybacks. So the company had received a lot of praise in the last several years for not having to take on more debt and having more positive cash flow, but they've just continued to have to spend. So it seems like they're continuing to kick the can down the road. They're saying they're going to be cash flow. Uh, they're going to be free cash flow positive in full year 2022. So and going forward. So if they are able to do that, that would be a positive note in Wall Street might really like to see that. Uh, and obviously, plenty of questions remain, but the firm has a massive user base and it has options to help stay more competitive from that ad tier option that's so the free, free to users, but paying ads. They could also roll out different release schedules. So most of its competitors from Disney and HBO and even Apple, they're big shows that they've spent a lot of money on. They don't just drop all the episodes at once. They roll them out either maybe two or three all at once, and then the rest of the episodes come out on a weekly basis. So you keep the conversation going in terms of the broader culture, talking about these episodes, and then you keep users having to pay for your service for sometimes multiple months just to watch the one show. Obviously, that's not been Netflix's model, but certainly for their big programming that they spend lots and lots of money on, you might see them go towards that, even though they might release everything else in bulk. And if you're a user who wants to watch it all in bulk, you can just after the show has been released. Uh, so that could certainly be an option. We should note, though, obviously, this big pullback sets up the possibility of a, a big comeback as well. So Netflix current Zach's consensus price target of $560 per share marks roughly 60% upside to its current levels. And we should also note the company could decide to split its shares to help make it more attractive to a wider group of investors, which might help the stock as well. We saw Apple and Tesla do that in the last couple of years. Tesla is planning on doing it again. 
We just saw Shopify announce it's planning a 10 for one stock split. So some of these high priced tech stocks could roll out some stock splits to yeah, just make it more attractive to the broader swath of investors. So ending on a more positive note, because obviously there's lots of competition, lots of negatives recently for Netflix. The company did have a lot of really popular shows in 2021 uh, and lots of popular movies as well. So that if they can continue to have these shows that are popular, I think they should be able to roll out something where they don't have to drop all at once in this, I think could be a longer term positive. And I do think in the long run, they might end up rolling out free ad supported tier as well, which their competitors are starting to think about doing as well. And that global uh, gaming market is also going to be a possibility to grow within since they did debut their mobile game experience uh, on Android and iOS back in November. And they're planning to continue to roll out more options and grow that space and see how it goes going forward. So Netflix certainly looks like to be worth considering, uh, maybe nibbling at some shares to see if investors uh, want to run the stock back up in the next several months or several years. It's down 50% from its highs. It's really not going anywhere anytime soon. It has a massive user base in the streaming TV world. It's only going in one direction. People aren't going to just stop streaming anymore. So uh, that does it for another episode of Full Court Finance. Until next time, I'm your host, Ben Rains. And remember, if you have any questions, please feel free to shoot us an email over at podcast at zax.com. This material is being provided for informational purposes only, and nothing herein constitutes investment, legal, accounting, or tax advice, or a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold a security. Do not act or rely upon the information and advice given in this podcast without seeking the services of competent and professional legal, tax, or accounting counsel. Publication and distribution of this podcast is not intended to create, and the information contained herein does not constitute an attorney-client relationship. No recommendation or advice is being given as to whether any investment or strategy is suitable for a particular investor. It should not be assumed that any investments in securities, companies, sectors, or markets identified and described were or will be profitable. All information is current as of the date herein and is subject to change without notice. Any views or opinions expressed may not reflect those of Zach's investment research as a whole.